Doug, Doug and Marty vs. the World is sponsored and paid for by Marty McClendon, and Doug Bassler, and EasyTVSpots.com. Round one, go. All right, hand me a book of matches and a uh, watermelon. <laughs> book of matches and watermelon. Okay, yeah. it must be the 4th of July then, right? It must be the 4th of July weekend, brother. How's it going? This is going Doug well, Bassler. Brother. And this is Marty McClendon. This is Doug and Marty versus the world. I hope everybody's available and having fun this weekend, brother. It's like the, the official beginning of summer in the Northwest. Typically, the 4th of July weekend is it. You know, whether it be raining or sunny or whatever. But I saw a post the other day and it kind of made me laugh, right? It says, kids, stay away from the matches. Stay away from the fireworks. Let your parents who've been drinking all day um, light the matches. And I'm thankful I can, you know what? There's probably some truth to that. <laughs> uh, as a child, I do remember watching uh, the older folks who had been drinking all day, lighting the fireworks much too the dismay it was definitely not setting the best example brother no no I, I i remember spending many 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 dollars on this stuff but i remember growing up too um uh, i'm sure my dad had a few um cans of beer during the fourth of july it's hot right we had fried chicken and so forth uh I, barbecue it's, it's, chicken brother um it is funny and we had fried but it was eastern washington but you know the things you remember? And of course, I remember the fireworks show uh, or the light show across Grand Coulee Dam when they got the brand new laser light show. That was really cool. Uh, I saw the fireworks, you know, when we got the chance to go to Western Washington. Um, I remember going fishing and camping oftentimes during the, the holidays, the, the 4th of July. Um, but I remember one time we were out at the lake all day long. We had the, the fried chicken, the watermelon. We were going to do fireworks at night down in Grand Coulee. And the one thing that stuck out to me was a buddy of mine was getting ready to take a drink and a seagull flew over and pooped in his drink. And I remember that just stuck with me forever. Uh, like, <laughs> what a memory, right? Because it was like, I mean, it was just It's gross. always the challenges and those kind of things that you remember, brother. I mean, right. really, it is. It's just the way it, it's just, it's, it's not that. I mean, we love it when things go good, everything's perfect and all that. But the things you remember are the poop in the drink, brother. Yep. That's the things that really <laughs> stick with you. For example, Johnny Depp is going to remember the trial forever. You know, it's just yes. the way it goes. He's not going to remember, go. you know, Pirates of the Caribbean or any of the other stuff. He's going to remember the trial that he had and how he was victorious over the slander like anybody cares. Um so well, you know, I will say on that, there is going to be a new movie. So he's going to sign up for another Pirates of the Caribbean 35, whatever it may be. It's um, like but, Rocky, you know, the Rocky yeah, franchise just yeah. goes on forever. But um, I thought it was pretty cool. After the trial, after the national attention, all your personal stuff aired. It, that's what they're used to it. I get it. And there's a lot of good memes out there. Um, but a feel good story. And I'm not, obviously you and I are sort of boycotting Disney right now because they've gone so woke and they're trying to sexualize our kids. And it's just part of these corporations. We'll talk I'm not about kind of boycotting Disney. Okay. We're boycotting. Um, but I saw a video the other day where, uh, there is a pirates of the Caribbean ride and, um, the ride itself, Johnny Depp dressed up in character and surprised all day long. People are going through and you're like, Wait, they're like, hey, that's actually Donnie Depp. So he actually uh, did a showed up at there. Disneyland. Yep. Not going that. to Disneyland, brother. I know. I'm just saying it was a one time thing, but I thought it was cool for him to do that. So. I, I saw that too, but you know, yeah. 
whatever. I frankly did not like the Pirates movies. I thought they were long and boring and stupid. But that's just me, brother. The, the thing that hurts me on the uh, the boycott, and I think mm-hmm. if you're going to make a statement, if you're going to do something, there should be some personal sacrifice mm-hmm. involved in it. It's like fasting. So I'm fasting mm-hmm. Disney, which means you're fasting Marvel, mm-hmm. which means you're fasting Star Wars, right? Oof, so there's yeah. this new, uh, you know, because Disney bought Star Wars, Disney bought Marvel, right? not Spider-Man. Spider-Man is still owned by Sony, so we can still watch Spider-Man if they come out. But so there's a new Thor movie out. There's a new Doctor Strange. Nope, not going to see him. Don't care. Cancel Disney Plus. On Disney Plus, there's a new Mandal, not Mandalorian, uh, Obi-Wan show. Oh, okay. Uh, not watching it. Okay. My kids are all like, it's awesome. I'm like, don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because this is more important than my personal comfort and my personal entertainment. Right. And, um, you know, maybe I got more time to read my Bible. Or do street preaching or go on the radio with you, brother, and, and annoy everyone. Um, it's amazing, spectacular, and wonderful uh, that we've had three wins and a loss uh, in the last couple of weeks. Okay, so mm-hmm. we the Supreme Court handed us three decisions as we spoke last week, Roe v. Wade being overturned. Surprise, mm-hmm. surprise. That's God, right? Out mm-hmm. of the blue. I mean, a lot of people expected it, but most of us. Uh, skeptical people, and I'm not typically a skeptical person, but I just like the reality, right? Mm-hmm. And then the, the the to me, it was like, oh my gosh, the reality. Roe v. Wade is overturned. We have many states now, uh, over ten, uh, almost, I think maybe over twenty, where you can't get an abortion. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like that's like huge. Okay, there are, there are half a dozen that are tied up in injunction that will be overturned soon. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Yeah. And then we had the the school voucher where you can't deny mm-hmm. vouchers to Christian or other religious schools. And this is that and those are huge. And then this final one, which is of course most inspiring to us here in the Northwest and to me personally, is Coach Kennedy mm-hmm. prevailing against the Bremerton School District. And this is huge, brother, because this took this was not like okay, I'm going to do this and we're going to get out there and win. This is seven years Mm -hmm. in the making. How do you stand and fight for seven years? That's like the great tribulation, brother. (laughs) It it is. I I talked about this on the other show too. I didn't talk about the, um, the, the school choice one. That's a, I think that's bigger in the long run than many of these are for the future of our kids. When they can't restrict public funds, from choosing where you go to school. And you've seen just out of that, and I'll talk more about this later, but Arizona passed a law on the heels of that to actually um, vouchers. The school dollars go to the kids. Wherever you choose to go to school, you get the money from the, the tax, which we've been talking about for years. Arizona is the first state in the nation to do that. A voucher system, if you will, that's like $6,000, whatever, where the child can take it wherever they go, private school, religious school, whatever, on the heels of that. That's going to be huge. Competition breeds excellence. Um, but the Joe Kennedy thing, seven years, you talk, I talked about this earlier. All the Supreme Court's done over the last several decisions is restore our constitutional rights. They reversed bad decisions. This one right here was about the First Amendment, that he had a right. Like you said, seven years to have a conviction to stand still. He was on um, Brandy Cruz the other day, and she was like, Why? Was it worth it, right? He said, I couldn't do anything. This is what I was called to do. 
you know, as, as I that you have to stay in the fight. Could, Many could our whole lives come down to something like that? And the answer is yes. But you know what? You can have several of those. Mm -hmm. You can have, you know, Joe Kennedy. Yeah, this was a like a life thing, but he could more. And, you know, he's he's living in Florida. So he's going to move back <laughs> to Washington and take his job back. Like in your face, devil. Mm -hmm. See that that right there. And we've had him on the show before. We've talked to him. We've had him at different events. He's a great guy. You know, our friend Jesse was, was there on, on the sidelines with them. We understand that. Um, but even us, we're like, wow, OK, defeat at the state level, a defeat at the Supreme Court and the state at the, US, the Washington State Supreme Court, taken to the federal court again and again and again. He didn't have victories over victories. He knew eventually it would go to the Supreme Court. But this is someone we actually know, a local football coach that took a stand on something that really, obviously, it was falsely, um, they understand that they step on his First Amendment rights. But like you said, the conviction to keep on fighting for that long, you know, and to win and now advance it. He's done it for all of us. Any teacher out there now that has a conviction like that, that was afraid, now is encouraged. Uh, I love it. It's, well, uh, we, so we are absolutely, you know, ecstatic. And now is the time to fight these battles. So, like I said, three wins. The mm -hmm. score is three to one. And the 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 rhinos and the uniparty. Uh, and I actually heard uh, Robin Bullock yesterday on Elijah Streams with Roger Stone and um, Steve Schultz. Mm -hmm. And Robin Bullock had said, the Lord warned them. Do not trade Roe v. Wade for gun rights. And he said that's what they did. So they did this backroom deal like, hey, we're going to give you Roe. We're not going to um, fight that, but we want these red flag laws. Now, the federal mm. government did not impose red flag laws, but they're rewarding. They want to reward states for imposing them. Mm -hmm. Now, somebody is going to fight this and we need to do it quick. <laughs> while the Supreme Court is like swinging six three yes. uh, to conservative causes, this is a fundamental violation of Second Amendment. Mm -hmm. it, it violates. It also violates due process, the, the Fifth Amendment. Right. So you've got some government entity can say you're nuts because you believe in God. Mm -hmm. You're nuts because you're a Republican and live in you know uh, Spokane, and we're coming and taking your guns. No due process. Now, this is like this is a lot like civil forfeiture, right, where the cop finds 10 grand in the car and says, oh, you must be a drug dealer and takes it without due process. And then you got to fight to get your 10 grand back or whatever it is. He mm -hmm. took your car even. Right. One of the Republican congressmen the other day was was questioning a police commissioner on this. He goes, answer me this. He goes, if I got an anonymous tip that someone may be a danger to themselves or to their neighbors, would you go into their house and confiscate their guns? And the ultimate answer was yes that the police force in those states with red flag logs, I could literally say, hey, that Doug Bassler over there at this address is a danger to himself anonymously, have a political beef with you, and they would go into your house and confiscate your guns. That is Gestapo state. That's what these red flag laws are. That an anonymous tip, it's enough for that to do it. So yeah. you're right. But it's a reaction. Needs to be challenged. Needs yeah. to be, those things yep. need to be stri stricken down, civil forfeiture. So again, we need to fight back. Yes. Obviously, they're coming for the guns, and it's been, uh, you know, prophesied. I think it was mm -hmm. uh, Bob Jones who passed away back in 2015. 
um, said that the civil war in America begins when they come for the guns. And so, mm-hmm. you know, this is something that we want to stand against, you know, in the courts and with our, our voices and all these other things. So, so freedom of speech has been yep. uh, restored. Now they did uh, do this thing in, in New York, right? So that was another mm-hmm. win. So that's a fourth win is where they said, no, you cannot, you had in New York state, I believe, or New York city, you had to show state. reason Mm-hmm. why you should have to carry a gun. And I think it was, was it Clarence Thomas that wrote that majority opinion yep. as well? That the said, Amendment and the second, yep. He said, you don't have to show a reason why you have to have free speech. You mm-hmm. don't have to show a reason why you have to have freedom of religion. Why should the second amendment be relegated to a second class? That's the word he used, right? Like a mm-hmm. sub, this is like a subclass, right? That's not what it is. It's right. in the bill of rights. And you know, I think this is going to be a huge win for New York. I believe as New Yorkers get their guns, the murder rates will decrease. Mm-hmm. There's the, pro- the problems will decrease. The, the, the same Republican rep that was asking the question was talking about the, um, the fact that we had a society where we had no, every building in the state of New York up until about 1960 didn't have locks on the doors. Up at that point, you know, it says no locks on the doors. Tons of guns, people coming out back from World War II, no crime rate, no murder rate, no mass shootings. He goes, and, and so what's the change, right? Culture's changed and whatever. It's not about gun laws. But what I was saying earlier is the this Supreme Court is an originalist constitution, restoring our constitutional rights, reversing Roe v. Wade, restoring the state's rights to make that decision. The, uh, when they come back, like uh, striking down the New York law, restoring our Second Amendment rights because they were infringing upon it. Uh, Joe Kennedy's First Amendment rights were infringed upon. All of these, even rolling back the powers of the EPA because they've overreached, is all about restoring. We, as the electorate, the power and the people, have to hold our electorates accountable because what we've seen the left, when they don't get their way through the court, they've been using the courts for years as a way to legislate from the bench. Now the bench has said, no, 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 we're going to restore back the power to the people, restore back these rights. You can't use the court as a legislative arm. Now they go back to the legislature. That's why they had this deal, the red flag laws. This is why Biden's at the, uh, basically at the podium, I've said almost at the pulpit to his his disciples out there saying, we need to get rid of the, um, the filibuster for Roe v. Wade and codify it legislatively from the Congress to make it national law to be have abortion on demand. So they'll find any nook or cranny. So what the Supreme Court did was put it back in our hands. We, the people, have to hold those elected accountable so that they don't codify or make laws um, when they didn't get their way through the court. You know, so it, the battle has now become in our hands, brother. What I'm trying to say is what they've done is given us the opportunity to fight back, but we got to fight back. Got to take advantage of our advantages. We have to exercise the rights. You know, this is something that you've been hearing me say for the last couple of years, right? The freedom of speech, for example, freedom of religion, don't close your churches during lockdowns and things like that. These things, you have to exercise them or you don't have them, mm-hmm. right? If they, you know, so many people so afraid of cancel, being canceled, canceled culture, we have to fight back. I saw uh, hundreds of of firefighters, uh, medical workers, uh, first responders that said, no, my body, my choice, not taking the jab, Mm -hmm. lost their jobs, whatever, 
they did not lose anything. They stood and they made sacrifices for freedom. And they mm -hmm. need to be celebrated, hired, honored. And we've seen so many of them that have do, doing so much better. The Lord rewarding them mm -hmm. for the sacrifice. You know, this, uh, you know, this thing in, in uh, Revelation 13, you know, it's, it's a financial thing. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a money thing, right? It's, if you don't receive the mark of the beast, the 666 thing, well, however that manifests itself when it finally does, mm -hmm. it's economic. You're not going to be able to buy, sell, get a job, that kind of stuff. And are we willing at this at, at this level, right, to mm -hmm. fight, to stand up against that and say, you're not my source. That's right. God is my source. Jesus said, he who believes in me will never hunger. They'll never thirst. The Lord knows what you need before you ask him. During uh, the Roman Empire, the Christians were canceled, right? Mm -hmm. But they... <laughs> who's in charge now, brother? It mm -hmm. didn't, it didn't work. It, you right. know, Paul and Silas, I just love Paul and Silas. They come limping into town, literally after getting out of jail in Philippi, mm -hmm. they've been beaten and whatever scarred. They got the jailer saved and his family, they made the, made the people come and beg them to leave. They go limping into town. What's the next town say? It says, Oh my gosh. The people that are turning the world upside down have come. You know, did they say that about you, brother? Did they say that about me? And boy, we had better uh, get that. Now, how did they get it? We didn't get, they didn't get it because they pulled themselves up by their bootstraps. They got it because they were connected to God, brother, yep. because they took that time. You know, I keep saying, you know, I've said, you've heard me at youth mm -hmm. camps. <laughs> My daughter, who is 19, said, you know, dad, I miss summer camp when you were doing summer camp. It was great. But what is my message? Pray mm -hmm. and read your Bible. Listen to God and talk to God. And he shall direct your paths. Amen. That's right. That's right. Uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, right? Yep. Now, do not rely on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he'll direct your paths. Remove obstacles from your path. So in, in all of this battle, this is the thing I really feel like the Lord is saying to me. And so I just share this with, with our listeners and with you, brother, is God is big. God is great. There's, a, there's an old song. Our God is so big. Our God is so mighty. There's nothing our God cannot do. I don't know I if love you remember that song. That song. Yep. In fact, yeah, I, I play we, it all We need the time. to start singing that again. I want I, you to start being fearless again and marching forth, you know, onward Christian soldiers. Come you have on. a better voice than I do. I mean, when it comes to singing, we know that. But remember VeggieTales? You know, God oh, yeah. is bigger than the... Boogie, Boogie man. man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bigger than Godzilla. Oh, the monsters on TV it's, and so on and so on. So I just, you're right. When we have the right perspective of who God is and how big he is, and we can rest in that. He says he's a strong tower. Um, there are a lot I want to talk about. There's something I brought up before. I didn't have the stats in front of me. I wanted to read this to you. So the left has gone crazy. We know this. They were crazy already. But when they don't get their way, they burn things. They yell and they scream and vitriol. And of course, I have friends that are on the left that are like, "You're forcing women to have babies." No, they not. they go to they go to the bathroom and moan, brother. I I understand. It's gnashing <laughs> of teeth, really. It's it's a it's honestly it's a spiritual, uh, demonic, if you will, um, shrill scream. And you think about overall, right? Um, but the Gut Mocker Institute, which is a pro-abortion, pro-Planned Parenthood numbers thing, they track 
abortions. They track the abortion industry. They are not conservative. They are not in, uh, in us. But they talk about the, the numbers through the Guttmacher Institute up through 2008. So it's not like current numbers, but it says reasons for abortion. 92.3% are elective. So people that basically just choose to have an abortion as a way of birth control. Okay. 92% of the 63 million uh, babies were elective. Okay. 6.2% were because of they couldn't afford the baby. Now think about this. In their mind, they were economically couldn't raise a baby. They chose to have an abortion. To me, that's elective as well with all the pregnancy resource centers, all the, with literally 30 people to one. For every baby that wasn't born, there are 30 people willing to adopt in America. Think about that. Willing to adopt and raise a baby because they love it. 0.666, which is interesting, percent. So less than 1%, half percent was because the, the baby had some kind of abnormality. Okay. A third of 1% was because of mental health of the, the, the mom. A third of 1% was physical health of the, the mom. So maybe we'll talk about, remember, the life and death of the, of the, of the mother. So one third of 1% were because of the health of the mother. Okay, and now we're talking about rape and incest. 0. 0.085, so less than one one hundredth of a percent was because of rape. And then less than one... Uh, six of a thousand percent was because the the woman's life was in danger because of the pregnancy but there's so much and, and lastly one point zero zero one percent so basically one ten thousandth of a percent was because of of incest so literally the left uses these arguments for literally less than one percent total of all abortions um, to justify the 99 percent of all the rest of them so the the science if you will is not in favor of that argument. There are, so you see the protests and what are they doing? You don't care about babies. No, we do. That's why we have pregnancy resource centers. That's why we have thousands and thousands of churches out there willing to have free adoption services to care for babies, to whatever. And so where do they attack? What do they burn down? They burn down those places and services that provide alternatives to, to abortion. This is not about the baby. This is not about the mother. This is about an industry that they're afraid of losing. What do you think, brother? Yeah, well, and it's it's a death cult. It's a blood yeah. cult. Uh, it's Moloch. I, I don't know if you saw the uh, Babylon B mm -hmm. uh, video where the devil responds to Roe v. Wade being overturned. But uh, I did it's, not see it's that, worth no. a watch. Okay. It's given, given a lot of shout outs. They're like, well, what are you going to do now? And he's like, well, you know, we got we got a good bench. You know, you guys all know about Kamala. You've obviously heard her demonic laugh. I mean, it's great. And it's, it's very funny. Okay, I'll but, check it out. Uh, he calls out the <laughs> demon crats and it's great. You know, I mean, uh, done very tongue in cheek. And right. Um, right. which is the B, it's sarcasm, right? Yeah. And yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm telling you that um, this is a spiritual battle. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to fight a spiritual battle, it would be helpful to have the biggest spirit of all on your side, which would be the Holy Spirit, brother, yes. <laughs> and God himself. And he loves the innocent. Mm -hmm. He loves the babies. The Bible says he knit me together in my mother's womb, right? And he, right. before I was born, he knew me. And, and there are, you know, uh, millions, tens of millions, 60 some million, mm -hmm. uh, babies 62. that didn't, that yeah. didn't make it to mm -hmm. 
that didn't make, didn't get to walk on the planet, didn't get to, you know, go to school and be indoctrinated by the democrats, didn't get to get married and have children. You know, they they uh this is a it's a death cult and mm-hmm. and and I believe it it is opening a a um a portal, a God portal to America that we, that we had this, you know, so, you know, you may, you know, the thing that just cracks me up or just, I don't know, gives me a sense of vindication is this idea that people, well, Trump was not a real conservative. Well, um, look what Trump did, you know, mm-hmm. when you know the little stickers you put on the gas thing that says, I did that with Biden. Right. So we need to put a sticker on Roe v. Wade being overturned and have Trump go, I did that. Right. right. Now he, he, the, the, to God bless Donald Trump because he didn't take the glory for it. He said, God did that. Mm-hmm. He actually literally said that brother. Wow. And, um, and so this is, um, this is huge, mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in the spiritual thing. And, but the battle doesn't just, you don't just win and then go on because now it comes to state level. That's right. Uh, they're coming after our guns. They're coming after our property. They're the cancel culture is in full swing. And uh, Tim Sheets, who is uh, the pastor of Oasis Christian Center, I think it's in Ohio, has uh, come out with a prophetic word, I believe it was last week or a couple weeks ago. And he said that this, this third quarter, the next four months, which we're in right now, is a season of warfare. It's all out war. And I'm telling you this, this whole thing with Dinesh D'Souza, I so I had this dream, brother. Okay. That I moved. I moved to New Mexico. I'm like, mm, New Mexico. I'm, in the dream, I'm like tick because I don't want to live in the desert, right? Right. And, but I when I woke up, I I was reading the New Mexico newspaper. I'm like, well, what, Lord, why are you bringing up New Mexico to me? Interesting. And of course, the New Mexico border is just really bad, right? There's mm-hmm. just huge problems, and of course, we had this tragedy. We have, you know, the hundreds of thousands of, of, um, you know, these migrants are dying at the border of 50 in the back of this, uh, semi, can semi. you imagine that human tragedy and yet nothing is said about that. I mean, you, you, you have these mass shootings and stuff like that. That's worse than a mass shooting. I mean, the bake to death in a truck. Are you kidding me? How is because, that even because of the open border policies, right? And the hundred degree weather, they died, they smothered to death. It's just what a miserable yeah, way to go. Awful. So and I thought, you... well, maybe that's I thought, well, maybe that's it. But one of the things I noticed in the New Mexico, Santa Fe, New Mexico newspaper is there's a big deal about election integrity in New Mexico. Mm. That the Secretary of State down there said she's received death threats. And the paper said, and this is the same thing they said in the Seattle Times, the, quote, debunked 2,000 mm-hmm. mules. You know, they don't say who debunked it. Right. They don't say how it was debunked. They just say what they say. They just put it out there. Right. And, yeah. and Dinesh D'Souza, on his broadcast, called out the Seattle Times. And he said, it's not debunked. It's not unproven. The proof is in the movie. And he's fight, you know, he's fighting back. But of course, he's you know, the platform he has is is whatever it is. Right. But he also called out our good friend Tambourine Borelli. Said America First Republican Tambourine Borelli running for Secretary of State in Washington. I am praying I, this morning before uh, we started to do our recording. I was praying, Lord, get Tambourine through this primary. Get mm. her through this primary because. They are the, the this mail in voting, these Dominion machines, the stuffing of the ballot boxes, the, all this stuff, brother, 
they are not giving up and going away. And mm-hmm. we need to, you know, there's a new thing. I don't know if you know this. I think it's called ballotdropbox.com. I believe I'm correct on that. Okay. I didn't double check it, but you can literally sign up for like a two hour shift, you know, day and night, middle of the night, whatever. They want to have all the drop boxes watched. Monitor. Yeah. Yeah. And now you, you don't have to, you know, you, do, you don't have to do anything, stop anybody or whatever. But if you see a suspicious thing, you just pull out your phone and record it. Take right. a picture. Hey, I saw yeah. this car come by. You know, we've seen the same car come by this Dropbox, you know, 30 times. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, obviously, you don't have 30, you know, ballot drop uh, box, uh, ballot harvesting is technically legal in Washington State, but it's not unlimited. It's just supposed mm-hmm. to be for your like immediate family and this and that, right? Right. So, but I mean, but there's no consequences. I mean, if you can't, you know, but the idea being that the public needs to see it and be outraged. Mm -hmm. I've said it. uh, If I've said it once, I've said it 50 times. Acorn was brought down during a Democrat presidency and Congress, Mm -hmm. the, the Acorn administration, because why? Because the public got outraged. That's why they want to silence us, brother. That's yes. why they want to cancel us because they can't the 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 policies and things that they are pushing do not stand up against logical scrutiny. The the basically light is a disinfectant. When you shine light on it, people go, "Hey, that's not right." And to your to your point, now Acorn, for those that don't remember, was a corrupt organization that was electioneering. They actually helped get Obama elected. And they were found that, man, it was messed up. They had, you know, people, the, you know, the Black Panthers intimidating people not to vote. Voting and election integrity is a massive deal. And it's funny you mentioned New Mexico is I have a brother-in-law who is on the left politically, way on the left politically, moved specifically to New Mexico to be more liberal, if you will, than Oregon was. They moved from Oregon. Think about that, right? So you have a place there where they're saying, oh, it's debunked. You know, nothing to see here in, in, in on a border state. You would think they would be radically um, looking for a change there, but they're not because it's like the sorting of the state, if you will. Like you said before, there are places that are that are concentrating, like in California. But I, what's funny about that, too, did you see the news on that, that they're saying the largest number of Californians leaving California are actually going to Mexico? They've got enough money to basically old buy. Mexico, old Mexico. Yeah. The nation of yeah. Mexico. Can you believe that brother? That is, you know, I'm, okay. That's weird. Right. I mean, you know, cost of living, <laughs> yeah, cost of real of estate. Yep. Um, U S dollars go very far in Mexico. Yeah. Unless you go to Cabo or. You, you still have to buy protection. Places. It's like, the, you know, my, well, my, I mean, uh, they don't, yeah. you don't get the price. You don't get the pricing at the resorts. You have to be out. And, but the, the the problem, of course, is that Mexico is like in the middle of a, you know, a civil war right mm-hmm. now with all the cartels. <laughs> and yeah, no, thank you. But no. I mean, it, can you believe that? Right. Hey, I'm leaving right. L.A. for Mexico because it's safer. Right. That's scary because the policy is put in place by the, um, the left. When, when we've talked about it, if you were going to do anything different at the federal and the state levels in these leftist cities to destroy America, would you do anything different? And the answer is no, no. You know, so whether you give them any um, grace for having being deluded or being lefty, it, it's harmful. It's harmful for our citizens. It's harmful for our, for our laws. It's harmful for our kids. 
And that's where it comes back. It's a spiritual war, it's a political war, it's an economic war. And when you start tracing the dollars and you have these foreign interests that are in, you know, the Chinese spies, the uh, Fang Fang and the stuff where you have the driver for Feinstein, you have the lover for small, whatever, Swalwell, whatever it was in, con in Congress, where um, the Biden connections with Ukraine and with Russia, with uh, his son and all the stuff that you, we, we almost think, oh, it's just too much. There's got to be accountability and the accountability starts at the election on the booth. And the reason we talked about this, you've been talking about it, the ballots dropping in a few weeks. I saw on social media this week that our veterans and our active military already have their ballots. I already got them. They always yep. get them early. So yep. it's already out there. So people can already vote for Doug Bastard for Congress. They can already vote. And, and I, I went through Tamarine a list. Borelli, yeah, Tamarine Borelli. I went through the list and there are across this state, um, especially in central and eastern Washington, I looked at it. There are probably 20 different races where you have multiple Republicans running against each other. And we need to, to know, you know, who needs to advance uh, into the general uh, election. And now's the time to get our information out there, you know? Yeah. Well, hey, brother, I got endorsed by the King County Republican Party. That was a, a boon. There's a couple other Republicans in my race, um, you know, and there's always the potential that uh, two Democrats could advance. That happened to me in 2018. We had the socialist and the radical socialist both advance, and I was out. And so that was an easy year for me. Um, it happened to me in 2020, so I get it. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, we have this jungle, what they call the jungle primer. I think we need to change that. Hopefully, our, um, hopefully when we, you know, take over Olympia, that would be on their agenda to change that to, you know, let's have primaries for our, um, you know, for our own parties, at least mm -hmm. for the major political parties. And, you know, they just want to get it down to a couple of <laughs> people in the general. But, you know, why is that such a great deal? You know, I mean, other states have, you know, a Republican, a Democrat, a Libertarian, a whatever, Green Party. Well, not? there's. There's two things are pushing. One of the things, obviously, the jungle primary, yeah, even Democrats hate it because you could have top two and so forth. Our primary is way too late. Kim Wyman fought against us when she was here. We need an earlier primary. We need to file earlier. We need to have a primary early so we have a true um, race between a Republican and Democrat or whatever it may be for longer. For August to November is a short period of time. It's just too short. Um, we've got to do a better job of that. And uh, to your point, they're pushing nationwide this ranked choice election. I mean, you know anything about this? Brother? Yeah, that's happening even here in Washington yeah. State. There are uh, initiatives for it. Um, yeah, I mean, don't just vote for one. Vote for as many as you want. You know, again, it's ballot box stuffing. It yep. dilutes things. It's, um, you know, and I, I know people on our side that are for it for certain reasons or whatever. But the problem with ranked choice voting that as they're presenting here in Washington state is that you don't get to say, this is my first choice. This is my second choice. You just vote for as many as you want, right? You could hit everybody on the freaking ballot. So that's, you know, that's a little bit weird. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Ultimately, I just, I always, you know, why can't we just do it the way we've been doing it for 250 years? Why can't we just vote for one? Why can't we have uh, every, all the ballots counted on election day? Everybody votes yep. on election day. And yep. you count it at the precinct and you vote in person and you show ID mm -hmm. and you and you count it there and everybody agrees. You got Democrats, Republicans all counting at the precinct level. Then you report the things and we, you know, that's the way we've done it for 
you know, a couple of hundred years and it's mm -hmm. been fine and we've done great. And now, oh no, we need machines to count it for us because we're too stupid to count. Well, we better fix the schools then. But, you know, I precinct is what, 200? I mean, some precincts are even below that up to maybe eight, 900 people. So, yep. I mean, if you can't count 800, 900 ballots, uh, you stupid. Well, <laughs> you got a problem. Think about this. You have machines to help you count, and yet it takes weeks, weeks to actually get a final count. There's a huge problem there. To your point, um, if you all voted on the same day like we did, you have hand counts and everything else, you could have it done within the day, the election that day. That day, you could know. Yeah. And then, um, you know, an absentee ballots can come in. I mean, when if you have mm -hmm. a reason, right, you're deployed overseas, mm -hmm. you're sick, uh, you're going to be on vacation or, you know, you, know, you apply and you get a, a, an absentee ballot. But, you know, absentee ballots have always been suspect. And they, mm -hmm. the, the, the election fraud people that have been caught over the years, they always love the absentee ballot. It was like the, the place to go to cheat. And now it's like the whole state's absentee ballot. So now right. the cheating is rampant. It's systemic. We need to stop it. And we need to fight back. And um, people love people love the convenience. Well, you know, it's awful convenient as they steal your vote. The Washington state budget, the biennial budget is $59 billion. There's about 4 million voters in Washington state that are registered, just a little right. bit north of 4 million voters registered. That means each ballot is worth $14,700. Your ballot, just on the Washington state budget alone, not counting the federal trillion dollar, $4 trillion budget, right. is worth $14,700. Brother, would you take $14,700 in cash and send it in the mail? I don't know if you would, but I wouldn't. I would not. I wouldn't spend a hundred dollars in the mail, you know, much less fourteen thousand dollars in the mail. So you, if you don't trust the uh, mail system to protect your cash, how are we tr uh, trusting the mail system for our ballot? And to your point, though, which is interesting, if you look at the numbers, we're sold a bill of goods that this is going to increase voter turnout. In fact, when they went into, we'll actually give you the postage to mail in your ballot. That is not true. Yes, in the 2020 election, we had a sort of record turnout where we had more people voting that were red than were registered, um, which we know. <laughs> okay, your, we know your that's tongue in your cheek when you said that, brother. You know, so <laughs> no, I mean, 800,000 extra ballots that where they come from, right? Um, but in general, most election cycles, we actually have a smaller turnout when they mail it in. So the convenience of having it a month before the, the last day, the convenience of actually having a stamp posted page actually worked in reverse than when we actually had to show up and vote in person. Yeah. You know, so think about that. And there's people that say, Hey, we should make vote, uh, you know, election day, a holiday, people yeah. get off work, go vote. So, and it was fun. I used to love to go down to my little, you know, church baptist mm -hmm. church had my precinct office they always had cookies that were pretty good you know because they you know like homemade cookies right and they made me show my driver's license and sign the book and then go in the booth and mm -hmm. punch the ballot and then when i got done the ballot went back to a little machine and i got to see my vote get counted right then right exactly. now even then i wouldn't want the machine but um it, there's no machines that can't be hacked brother oh i know this if is Citibank could be hacked, 
when you have a civic <laughs> duty to vote, a civic duty, yep. it, and when people were, were took it seriously, this is really what it is. One, we can trust our ballots can be accounted rightly, but when we, we, when we make the intentionality, if we actually had a holiday where this is what you're called to do today, not, not just a barbecue, it's to intentionally choose the people that represent you in your different offices. Uh, I think that would change dramatically how our kids look at it, how people look at it, and actually have the focus on integrity, to your point. So we got a long way to go. Obviously, we got to reverse return a lot of things, but we got to clean this up. Um, otherwise, it's going to get worse. Yeah, let me, let me let's talk about a long way to go. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about, I want to give you two examples on how quickly these things can happen. In 2016, we elected President Trump. And by 2000, in like 19, we had $2 a gallon gas. We had mm -hmm. a secure border. We had great relationship with our neighbors. We had the North American, uh, the Canadian yep. Mexico agreement. We had, it happened quick, bro. Four peace agreements in the Middle East. It first was time in history. like rocket yeah. fast if you get the right leadership in. Yep. Now, fast forward to 2021, Joe Biden administration, you've got $6 a gallon gas. You've got a border that's completely out of control. You've got China taking over Latin America, Africa, Europe. You've got a war in Ukraine. <laughs> See, these things can happen rapidly. Yes, and I ways. just want to revert yeah. back to what I said earlier in the pro program. Our God is so big. Our God is so mighty. There's nothing our God cannot do. And so it's time <laughs> to go for it, Christian. Onward, Christian soldier. Come on. This, this idea that, you know, they, they feed us nonstop propaganda and it even comes from you know i like to listen to give him 15 with dutch sheets mm -hmm. pretty much every weekday and he's pushing this big narrative about food shortages and all this stuff and tucker carlson was pushing this food we had like seven food processing plants that burned down well one mm -hmm. of them was a potato chip factory in oregon okay so if we're gonna have a big potato chip you know, sh food. Sh so in other words, they, they always sensationalize. This uh, stuff I get it. Get you get to it. watch. But, you know, they had a they had a story on there that mm -hmm. 10,000 cows had died because of the heat wave mm -hmm. in the central part of the country, which you wouldn't know anything about. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And <laughs> so these 10,000 and Tucker Carlson, this is huge. It's going to affect the meat supply and all. And so he gets this he gets this cattle rancher guy on there. Who right. knows something? And he goes, oh, yeah, that was definitely a tragedy for those local uh, beef owners. But they have that, you know, there's winter storms or summer. Yep. Things, these things happen. He says, we process 600,000 um, cattle mm -hmm. a week. Yeah. No, it might have been a day. <clears throat> Any rate, 10,000 was like nothing. They're dropping a bucket. But because that's what I'm saying. But the news, even our guy, Tucker, yeah, they want to sensationalize thing. They want to make it like that. Now, if the, Lord, I, if the Lord shows up and says, hey, Joseph, there's going to be seven years of famine and you need yes. to you know, take it, then then let's do that. But I'm what I'm saying is that God is big. God yes. is mighty. He wants to do something. And we're not in as big a trouble as we think we are, because if we listen to them. The, the, if it bleeds, it leads. Yes. We, I saw an article the other day about the upcoming famines. Now, I'll say this. 
Um, we've all called, God's called us to be prepared, period. Okay, we know that, you know, trust in him, but be prepared, right? To work ahead, to have water, to, to be wise, right? For our families, where we have a duty, if you will. Um, there is a, an agenda. Um, and it was like 18 different food processing plants over the last 12 years, uh, last couple of years. We've got these, we've got these vested interests um, where Bill Gates is the largest um, agricultural landowner in America right now. Why is this computer guy buying up farmland and not using it for farming, right? This guy is also the major investor and the FDA just approved basically engineered meat. So fake meat to the market as you know, it was just approved from a federal level to be sold on the store shelves. Why? Okay, there's money investment. We don't understand that. And so what Tucker does and what a lot of times we do as well, unintentionally is we take these facts, 18 processing plants destroyed, kind of weird. Uh, we, um, Bill Gates investing in, in fake meat, kind of weird. Bill Gates buying up all this land, kind of weird. And we tie them together as, as they're connected for an agenda. This is where we get into our opinion. Like you said, God is big. We should be aware that these things are happening, but not all of them are directly connected for the same reason, right? Our inferences sometimes can be way off. And to your point, it, it bleeds, it leads, but we need to be aware. There are things are happening, but our federal government for a long time has been subsidizing farmers not to farm because we had an overabundance. We were over rich. And if they flooded the market with too much food, one, it was spoiled, but it would drive the prices down and farmers would go out of business. So there's this balance, right? But we've gotten to the point now where you're restricting more and more where the farmers in 2020 and 2021 ordered half as much potato seed. That has a ripple effect where you see more shortages. And so a lot of the stuff is, is, political decisions driving this some of its cultural or media attention saying hey we're we're prophetically saying this is going to happen and they try to make it happen and uh, so we worry and like you said by the news but there are actual legislative things in fact world events in fact with the you know the we can't get things in from the country that have shortages on the shelves Okay. Yeah, it's been really difficult for me to get uh, zero sugar coffee creamer, brother. There it's a go. huge tragedy. <laughs> but be aware that this can be reversed as well. But we have. I to did get grapes for a dollar a pound, though. There we go. That's a pretty good deal. Ninety-seven cents a pound, or whatever it was. Look, um, inflation's legit. Gas mm -hmm. prices, obviously legit. That's going to affect food. There are farmers are planting fewer crops this year due to uh, fertilizer shortages and things like mm -hmm. that. And these things are going to affect people, mm -hmm. uh, particularly the wicked. Um, and we've got to be in a different economy. We've got to be in God's economy, brother. Mm -hmm. And if God says, you know, stock up on potato chips, you know, did you ever see the movie uh, with Steve Carroll called Finding a Friend for the End of the World? Uh, any rate, the world was going to end on a certain day. Everybody knew it. And it was kind of, it was an interesting movie because it, it showed the different ways that people were dealing with it. It showed the Christians down baptizing in the ocean. It showed people going the other way into all kinds of sin and whatever. And him and his, you know, girlfriend kind of n navigating this thing. Mm -hmm. And, but one of the people they ran into was this survivalist guy. And so they go into this guy's like, you know, man cave survival thing. And he's like, after the event, you know, there's only going to be a few of us 
whatever. And Steve Carroll walks in and he goes, man, that's a lot of potato chips. Guys <laughs> <laughs> have walls of like Lay's potato chips or something, right? Dude, it was like worth the price of admission just to see that. That's it's funny. like you're going to survive the apocalypse eating like potato chips and Nally's chili, brother. So um, <laughs> I'm just alone, saying right? like, hey, yeah. if we can hear from God, mm-hmm. you know, I've been I believe I'm hearing from God that this is another way to instill fear. The, the biggest, you know, what is it the FDR said, you know, a, a terrible guy, um, you know, a, a huge liar, but, you know, he did win World War II. Uh, so, well, actually, Truman did it. But right. um, but he said the only thing we have to fear is fear itself, and that is true. We <laughs> do need to fear fear. We need it to not be afraid. Fear not, for I am with you, says mm-hmm. the Lord. I will be with you. Be strong. Be courageous. I think you got that tattooed on your arm or something. I right? do. No tats for me, but you know, I don't like pain. Um, I also believe that this is a time for courage and, you know, and why not be courageous? Mm-hmm. Why not stand up? Do we believe brother in the resurrection? Do you believe in the resurrection or not? Cause if you mm-hmm. believe in the resurrection, then we just fall asleep and we wake up in his presence. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like, it's not the end of the world. It's the end of us. Right. Because we have, we have everlasting life. John Mm -hmm. 3 16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not die, but live forever, have everlasting life. And, and these are the things that we've got to, we've got to anchor that. And if we start to let, let them set the agenda and let them set the messaging, you know, I am a proud homophobe. I'm afraid of what homo, what the homo homosexual agenda is doing to our mm-hmm. children, our grandchildren, to our schools, to our cities. I am a transphobic brother. I'm afraid of that because I don't want that. I don't want to see that, that they're going to turn my little grandson into my little granddaughter. Mm-hmm. But say, mm-hmm. but guess what? It doesn't work like that. Nope. There are some there. I, before we went on the air, I was talking about Clarence Thomas had said, had said these great things about if you're in the storm or if you're in the calm water, north is still north. And if you're, if you're under all kinds of pressure or things are calm and good, north is still north. And that's what we've got to get to. The Bible is still the word of God, brother. Mm-hmm. Jesus made us great and precious promises. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Nero said, as he was feeding the Christians to the lions, he said, do they have to sing? <laughs> you know, so obviously they were not worried about death. Uh, I think it was, uh, I'm trying to remember who, uh, one of the great evangelists uh, in the 18th century when America was, uh, before America was independent, was still a colony, was traveling across the ocean in a storm. And the Moravians were on board and the storm looked bad. It looked like the ship really was going to have a hard time. And this guy says the Moravians are nuts because they're singing and having a good time. And he's like, don't you know, the ship could go down. And they're like, we don't fear death. We, Mm -hmm. we know we're dead already. We die daily Mm -hmm. and we trust God. And if we die, and if, if this ship goes down, we're going to be in glory. And this is, and it caused him to get born again. Amen. And so uh, Rick Joyner said mm. years and years ago that Christians are going to be so happy when all this trouble comes down that people are going to think we're crazy, that they're going to think we're nuts. We need to be a little bit crazy right now, brother. We mm. need to believe for God for big things. We need to believe God for advancement. 
in 2020, when, when the whole world was falling apart economically, my company had a record year, a mm -hmm. record year, brother. And it wasn't by a little bit. It was like 50% up, 35% up. So it was a lot. This year, in all of this inflation, all of this trouble, I asked my wife, how is our company doing? We already beat 2020 in June of this year. So we are on course to be a 200%. And it'll probably go way higher than that. My God is so big. Amen. My God is so mighty. Mm -hmm. You know when all that stuff started happening, brother? It started mm -hmm. happening when I started doing street church. Street church. Yep. It started happening when I started getting out on street corners and yelling at people in a nice way. Jesus loves you. God loves you. He has a good plan for you. You have a purpose for your life. Things can happen that good things can happen for you. The Bible says, brother, seek first the kingdom of heaven and all these things will be added unto you. The Lord knows what you need before you ask him. Why aren't we preaching that in the political realm? Mm -hmm. Why aren't we preaching that in the business realm? Why aren't we preaching that in the family realm? Why are we letting them preach their, their false gospel in the media and mm -hmm. entertainment realm and even from the pulpits, brother? And this idea that we got to store up food. What was the old saying? Get all you can, can all you get and sit on the can. Right. And this idea that I got to be, I got to be prepared for the apocalypse and brother, that's a ton of potato chips, right? We need to have a different economy. I want to go a different way. Now, like I said, if the Lord says buy food, then you better buy, buy some rice and beans, baby. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, you better get some spices because rice and beans are going to get old real fast. Okay. <laughs> water. I mean, it's, it's not supposed to be fearful. Like you said, we're supposed to trust in the Lord, but we're supposed to be wise. When we see these things being happening, we, we can't, first of all, ignore it. The fact is, is we understand the enemy, the enemy of our soul comes to steal, kill and destroy. The enemy politically, enemy spiritually is at work. Their time is short, right? So the, the enemy was at work. And so what we see is economically, we see spiritually, we see people with means that have an agenda that is not for us. And so we need to be more, um, not only courageous, but offensive. We need to be offensive by taking ground. Like you said, it's, it's, a, it's in God's economy, but part of that comes from speaking and believing. It comes from following and walking. It's, it's an obedience to it where we have not seen a bold church across America for a while. We need a bold church. It was, it was interesting when the reversal of Roe v. Wade, how many churches kind of stayed silent, right? It's like, okay, this isn't life a fundamental value of our, our faith, right? You know, this, this is one of those things where this is the battlefield um, of going forward. And to your point, uh, God's economy is different. We have to not only proclaim it so other people can be set free. We've got to actually take ground. We're called to be his hands and feet, right? You know, if we're not actively doing the hands and feet stuff, it's so not good. just going to happen. Hmm? So good. Mm -hmm. 1775, Lexington, uh, Concord, shot heard around the world. Mm -hmm. Ragtag bunch of Americans, brother, Christians who had been hearing from their pulpit that God believes in liberty and freedom took on the greatest power on the planet mm -hmm. that the, the great Britain and the British empire 
And brother, a few years later, they won. Mm-hmm. They had they had trouble. They had problems. We lost New York. We lost Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And yet we didn't stop. We didn't give up. We went to Valley Forge. Many died. Many suffered. And yet we won. And that is our God. And everybody from Ben Franklin, who was one of the founding fathers, by the way, mm-hmm. said God did it. It was a miracle. Let's rejoice this 4th of July weekend. Let's be excited. God is going to do it again. He's going to continue to do it. He does it. He's big. Don't forget, you can go to DougAndMarty.com and listen to past uh, broadcasts. Also, uh, you can tell your smart device, hey, Alexa, play Doug and Marty versus the world, and she'll do it, brother. Great. That's right. That's right. Well, happy 4th, brother. Happy 4th to you as well. Independence Day to everybody. This is Marty McClendon. And Doug Bassler. This is Doug and Marty versus the world. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next time. God bless.